0: of favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Right, really Welcome. Ready? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was ready Just
1: there. Just started it. I wasn't even rolling yet. It was oh, so geez. fast.
0: That's what she said. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 140 for July 11th, 2018. This week's Top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, who we owe a conference call to, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman. What are you doing?
2: I'm waiting for you to get to something.
0: The boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much and John Made It. Yes, so I, you I, in the shirt.
2: <clears throat> I would like to um, talk about the boys over at Maybe i Said Too Much. Um, sometimes you gotta you got to really understand that life isn't always what it seems. Because today at work, uh, put on the podcast for those guys, and I was kind of half into it, half out of it, listening. And the first thing I thought that they said was that I was old and fat. Yeah. And it's like, that wasn't right. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I might be. I might be. You're not old. I'm not really all that fat. I'm pudgy. I'm, I'm portly. I'm heavy. I don't know. Anyway, so I had to rewind. And what it, they ended up saying is they were saying, hey, we're like the cover band of Reclaimed Audio for podcasts, right? Which I thought, oh, that's a nice thing. And then Mike says, yeah, but how do they have, like, more than twice the listeners that we have when they suck? And then Izzy said, well, that's because they're older than we are. And then he went, and I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, you guys are actually older than my pod mates, most of them. Anyway, and then he said, no, meaning that they've been on twice as long as we have. And then Mike says, um, yeah, and that lutes or no, maybe it was Izzy. Somebody said Lutz is such a big deal. So I got because they said older and that I was big, that I thought they said I was old and fat, when actually they were saying that thanks to me, our podcast is much more than twice better than theirs.
0: I think what we can really learn from here is that Bill's reading comprehension or listening comprehension is subpar. I think that's what we're getting from this.
1: Is that bad? And and you do realize Not that- Not in golf. The, you do realize that the whole kind of banter that we have going with them is it's all about insulting and sarcasm. So basically everything they say, they probably mean the opposite. But anyways, no, that was sweet. Yeah. It was really, yeah. <laughs> they said words. It's yeah. good. And I wanted to add that, um, we, cause we talked about last week about where we should say their name in the lineup. And by the way, I listened to their, their podcast this week too, because I guess I have some self-hatred issues to work out. Right. Um, and I, I heard that. I thought that was funny too, that they refer to themselves as a cover band for us. Um, yeah. Which, which is I a agree. huge
0: compliment for them for them yeah i yeah.
1: agree and uh but but also i want to mention that shane bronson who's in the list said that he would he volunteered to go last so it wouldn't have to be <laughs> maybe i said to him, I guess john <laughs> made us in the last line now he's like he's like you can put me last that's cool so thanks shane and shane bronson
2: <laughs> i just added him again for that volunteer yeah. what one yeah. last thing i uh, I don't remember what Joel was talking about because after they complimented me I kind of just ignored most of the rest of what yeah, they were sounds saying about right yeah um but Joel it was like four said, hours long it was uh, it was I horrible a times. it was like yeah, yeah it was like I, I went to work and then by the time I got home they were still talking it was, it was still it was, playing I know
1: I left yeah I, that's because that's what I do is I leave the room when I start it and I had to stay outside for like an hour and a half
2: was... yeah but normally you stay outside for only an hour come back and yeah, exactly. the, the, the the tortures are. anyway Joel and I have the same feeling about the beach and I just want to say that it yeah, me too he, he hates it and I hate. It. I think lawn. if, if there's a, a designer out there in the you know, a great one designer of the whole universe, somebody should have come up with the idea of lawn going into the ocean because
1: I've said that a hundred times to my wife, and she just rolls her eyes. It's the I know, sand it's, is the problem.
2: Sand is the problem. Yeah. Sand is stupid, and I just went and spent time at the beach. I, just because I knew I was going to the beach, I got sand in my shoes. That's it. Before we even left town to go to the beach, there was Mm -hmm. sand in my shoes. I'm now, I had company over where I took them to the beach uh, and I love them all. It was a great, great time. But I am still cleaning sand out of my house, my bathtub, my kitchen, the garage. There's just sand everywhere. And I I think sand is stupid and it belongs on paper so we can use it to make wood pretty and I'm done complaining. Oh, and uh, that's all. No, he's
1: not. He's not done. I know.
2: (laughs) All right. So, what uh, what would you
0: say we are uh, working on? Would you say, if you had to, what you do, Bill? What are you working on?
2: I am working on uh, cleaning sand out of my house. Yeah. I had uh, company here over the weekend, so I didn't really get a whole lot of shop time. But I have started on. I'm. I got the neck glue up for my next cigar box guitar build. Started. And now i'm trying to figure out what part of the build because i've been doing the series of videos on certain aspects of building them what is the next little section that i want to work on for a video i am liking doing it that way instead of just you know fast forward through a a build i'm actually mm-hmm. saying okay this is how i do this part of it this is how i do that so i'm mm-hmm. trying to determine what part of the build i'm going to do for a video but that's what i'm working on cleaning sand and. Taking advice from anybody that wants to offer. If anybody's interested on what they would like, what process of the cigar box guitar build they would like to see, I'd be happy to. Mm.
0: I have a lot of advice for you, but it's not related to your project. Tim, what uh, what are you working on?
1: <laughs> I like how you you, you, you sort of stick to shivin', but then you yeah. walk away too fast from to even like you know get a right, chance. Right before to, he realizes he's yeah. been stabbed. I, yeah, that's. Yeah. What Wait, hang on. He's about yeah. to just click the mute button. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what am I working on um, I, I, ha- I made a video <laughs> for next week that uh, uh, probably people are going to hate and I think maybe a lot of um, our listeners are, are just like yeah duh but I made it like more for other people that might actually stumble across it in the future But um, we, you know, we have this guinea pig now and um, it, we like to let it run around on our kitchen counter because it's funny and, um, and one day you turn, I turn my back on her and it actually chewed my mouse wire apart so my mouse for my computer no longer worked mm-hmm. so I fixed it which is like not a big deal I cut it open and I and I, so I just sort of filmed that like oh, hey you know what here's a you know, it, we we always t- complain about how we live in this disposable society but where's the problem is it is it the stuff or is it our attitude towards the stuff because I could have very easily gone to the store and spend five bucks on another mouse because I don't use fancy mice or anything you know but um, uh, I decided to fix it instead and uh, we'll see if people like get it or not I don't know I th- it was fun because I got to put a picture of a guinea pig for my slide for the video, so that was exciting. As opposed and, uh, to being a mouse? Well, I put a picture of both of them, you know, but uh, and instead of it being like, a, like something made of wood, there's like a, f- you know, furry animal for the uh. slide. Um, and then uh, I, I'm finally starting. I've been designing it for a while, and I finally got the deposit check, so I'm making yet another pinball machine uh, desk. And this mm. one's taking it to a whole new level of uh, amounts of agonizing work and probably <laughs> all sorts of pr- problems that I haven't completely solved yet. Uh, so I'm going to try and film that. It's going to be a long, a long tedious process. Making like a little tabletop for someone on the side and guitars and, and stuff too. Oh, and I had th- a, a retired gentleman named, I'm calling him Uncle Pete because it was his niece that, found that found me on the internet and he lives like a mile down the road from my shop and he's a, a retired guy he's worked in the trades he's a tool and die guy he worked all sorts of stuff all his life he lives in an apartment now and he doesn't have a workshop there was one of the senior center he was using but they, they got rid of it so he can't go down there and he just like wants to to do woodworking so she contacted me like hey do you need an apprentice at, at all <laughs> and you know like a free appra- and i'm just like i'm not gonna like tell some like 75 year old man to like Sweep up after me in sand. I was mean, like, "That's ridiculous." I was like, "But I was like, if he wants to come down, you know, tell him to come down. I'll, I'll meet him." And so I, he doesn't have a car. I ended up picking him up and and um and I brought him to my shop and we we hung out for like an hour hour and a half to get to know each other. And he's a super cool dude. Uh, he's done just about everything you could imagine with his hands and stuff. And so I was just kind of like, like, yeah, I guess I guess you can come in here one or two days a week and work and just do your own projects. So uh, so I might have a not an intern. Obviously, I'm not gonna like have the guy work for me, but I just might let him use my bench. You know,
2: we'll see. Yeah, you're, I was just gonna say you better keep that "we'll see" part really yeah, loose. You're too nice. That, well, it's the same thing I've been going through with with having people over at my house. It's like it's a lot of fun for the first day, and then the second day it starts to become well, sore, and then.
1: That's what I told them too. I was like, I was like, I really like working alone, and I was like, I only have two concerns. <laughs> <laughs> my one that concern that I'm not is alone
2: and that you're here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, I said my one concern is safety, of course, because I don't know. I mean, he seemed to know what he's talking about, but I was just like, you know, you have to sign some kind of just you know uh, a non compete type thing, you know, if you hurt yourself or liability waiver, it called? liability waiver. Yeah, I've had people sign them before. I was like, you got to sign a liability waiver, um, and uh, you know, I really enjoy being alone. Like, how often do you want to be in here? And he's like, oh, he's like, well, when I got bigger projects, he's like, I can do. He does a lot of carving. He's like into carving, so he does that at home. He just sits in his house and sweeps up, you know, but. But he doesn't have a table saw. So, like, he needs access to... He wants to build a bookshelf.
2: There's you no makerspaces so near is your
1: house? There is one that's pretty nearby that I was thinking about sending him to, but I don't think he could afford it. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, what the heck. You know, give it a try. He's not going to key or nothing. You know what I mean? I can already so. see.
2: Tim's going to pay for this guy's makerspace because he's not going to want him in a shop. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe. But um, what I did is I have the... the um, And he might not... He might, Maybe he hated me. Maybe I never call. i be like, oh, screw that guy. But... um. I, no. I took my. You don't have that kind of luck. And my um my storage bay is where I have my old workbench. that so used to be my kitchen counter. It's you know like about forty inches deep by six feet long or something. Um, so it's a pretty decent sized bench. Like, and uh, I usually just keep junk on it. You know, like, and so I cleaned that off. And so I told him I was like, you can work here on the other side of this wall. I said, like, come <laughs> over, use my table, so I go back over here. Like, here's a bench. So
2: you're basically yeah. your elder abuse now because you're just shoving them in a dark corner.
1: Exactly. There's well, there's a light. There's, there's a light.
2: <laughs> At the end of the tunnel for him, yeah. 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 But uh, no, he's they you know, I don't know, know he really
1: will be sweeping up after Tim.
2: Get over here. You want some saw time, pal? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I just thought that that way, you know, he could come in and, and work, but he wouldn't be on my bench. So I have some big projects coming up. I, I don't have the bench space, you know, but I was like, well, I could give him this space
2: here to. No, that's, that's actually, use. it's super cool. Uh, I, I hope you're working on like I, I could probably him. Learn,
1: a, I could learn a lot from him, I'm sure, you know. I knew you were selfish.
2: Yeah, it's I all knew this him. wasn't. Yeah, I knew it wasn't about just. No, that's super no. cool. I, I hope it works out to where he's not in the way and he can hang out because I think it's beneficial and that's awesome.
1: I think what it's going to be is he's going to have a project that's going to put him in there for a few days and then I'm not going to see him for months. I think that's how it's going to pan out. You know, I don't right. think he's like he's not looking to work full time. He's retired. You know, right? But he just every once in a while people ask him to make something and he's and he does because he wants to because he likes to. You
2: know, right? So I, I what think. If he dies? Know, I think that, what if he dies in your shop?
0: Wouldn't be the first or the last.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Again, guys, we're on air,
1: so we don't discuss. Sorry about that. So anyways, Phil, (laughs) I'm going to just edit that.
0: (laughs) Why, did somebody really die in your shop?
1: I said we're not going to discuss this on air.
0: Oh, my God, Tim. Okay, fine. (laughs) Wow. All right. Wow, I'm a little
1: nervous now. I'm a little
0: nervous. I'm a lot nervous. (laughs) Not Not lately. Is that an ambulance coming to your shop? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Got to go. See you, boys. Yeah. Hey, real you would have gotten I, away from, with it if it wasn't for you. Pesky, you meddling kids. <laughs> you meddling podcasters. And your dog, too. <laughs>
2: real quick, I didn't say this. I'm used to interrupting. The opposite of not being healthy and having an ambulance come is uh, Joel from, uh, maybe I've said too much, quit smoking. He's a month out. And he's using the vape to do it, so I just wanted to say, anytime anybody quits smoking, way to go, man! Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let me know if All you have right, any of the All right. What's the topic? So, okay. uh, the topic is uh, what I'm working on because no. it's my turn. Yeah, so that uh, we're gonna do that. Um, I'm currently in Hamilton, Ontario, as I said before, so I'm in a hotel room, so I'm not actually working anything right now. But I did start working this past weekend on an order for 20 of the rolling trays that I do. And uh, I got two done, two have been CNC'd but still need cleanup, and I made two blanks. So my biggest problem with this is going to be getting enough reclaimed hardwood to be able to do this. It's not big, but it's still. Still like three quarters of an inch thick when it's done, so I need to be able to get thick material. So uh, that's going to be my biggest challenge. Although I I'm just gonna find a-
1: one decent dining table on the side of the road, and you're all set.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> thought of what I'm going to do. I have, I still have those coffee legs, those coffee table legs. That's going to give me a few there. Basically, I was scrounging. Like now, I'm going to take some. I'm going to do glue ups of a bunch of stuff. Like uh, I have these oak runners from a pallet. So that'll give me a few. Have you thought
2: about Have you thought about sourcing from an actual like actually going out and buying reclaimed material to use? Because I'm starting to consider that now too. Because I, for the guitar necks that I'm making,
0: if it were a bigger project, if it were a bigger project, absolutely. But this is small enough that like scrounging and gluing up is like still going to work. Okay. But I definitely want to explore that for sure.
2: At least knowing where to go if you have to, so you can put that into your pricing.
0: And there, I haven't really come across somewhere like Tim, who's got that urban miners kind of thing there. Right. But mm. we do have a Habitat for Humanity like restore downtown where oh I can yeah. just like buy like you said like a dining table for twenty bucks or whatever, and then just take that apart.
1: Yeah, they tend to be a little expensive here at least. Um, well, but really they do there. have wood sometimes. That you know people like the one by me, they'll have a couple like two by fours or whatever. You know, right. it was in some old guy's basement and they cleaned out or whatever.
2: You know. So sometimes uh, you'll find something baseball I don't know how expensive it would be, but y one things you can look for for hardwoods for your rolling trays would be like baseboards and molding mm-hmm. things like that yep. if they have it yeah uh I have some oak baseboards that are three quarter inch, yeah, really, some of it can be the baseboards okay. especially
0: that's interesting
1: okay. well, it's like the, it's not baseboards like in your in your home as much as it is like um the ones I have are
2: from a university,
1: so right.
2: window casing is also can be pretty thick, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I just just but I just yeah, I'm just curious if you're looking into that because you're starting to become like an actual business now with with some of these jobs you've been getting lately, and it's My I said you reliable source, right? Yeah,
0: I'm trying not to become a business doing this just because I've been I've gotten a couple of uh, upset people with the delays that I've been getting like Look, I, I have these little kids and I'm gonna and a wife and I'm gonna spend as much time as I possibly can with them and this has to stay a hobby and I'm sorry if it takes an extra week to get you your box. But it is what but, it is.
2: But that might be eliminated if you had a source of material because I think a lot of what you're doing, a lot of what takes up your time is the glue ups. Because you're not just gluing yeah. up two pieces of you're not doing just joinery, you're actually gluing up panels to yeah. do to make projects out of.
0: Yeah. The whiskey so, boxes tight- aren't hard because pallets are super easy. Right, like, right. Yeah. You break them, you glue them together, and plan- uh, th- send them through the planer, and if it it's straight or not, it looks work. straight enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the hardwood that's a little bit more scarce.
1: It's 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 nice getting a nice dining table in because it's just like oh I need a square this big and you just grab a dining table yeah. and just cut a square out that big. Well, it's super. That's what I had. Super I, had. Easy. I
0: had. I had this desk made out of pecan, and it was wow. really and like old. It was really nice. So I had like these big huge panels, and I just cut them into like eight by ten inch squares, and that was a blank. Mm-hmm. Pecan well, must
2: done. not be normal out west on the West Coast, I would think, because I don't hear that a lot.
0: It's not here either. I don't know, like, mm. I, it took me a while to identify it based on smell mm. and grain and all that stuff. But uh, it was a desk, uh, so God knows where it came from. But it was like a little kid's desk from my friend's country house. And uh, it was mm. like, do you was want this? Maybe. I don't know. Probably was, Could be. Could be. But it was cool because there was still, like, on the underside like a little girl had drawn on it with like pink crayon and stuff cool and uh, I turned it into a weed rolling tray so <laughs> <laughs> so the awesome. circle of life you know
2: dude that yes. was awesome that, that was well worth the conversation right there okay great <laughs> well done so
0: All right. so as a segue into this topic the next big
2: thing children's furniture into drug paraphernalia
0: exactly Exactly, that is the next big thing yep,
2: um,
0: done. so Tim, this, right. I think this was your topic, right? so why don't you want you expound a little bit on uh, on what the genesis of this topic is
1: well I, I, we might have done this before, but you were talking about like uh, I was just at urban miners you you mentioned like my guy there that I, I buy a lot of this stuff from I had to pick up some wood and um, and we were just talking about you know his business is a little different than mine. Um, well, it's a lot different than mine, I guess. He just sort of things, different. and I yeah. I make things. But but we're in the same world, you know, and and so he's you know like sort of seeing, you know, like there's certain materials that he has a hard time unloading, and then there's other materials that he can you know he can sell very easily. And so I was kind of asking him, I, you know, or we're, we're, we I wasn't asking, him, but we were discussing the trend of this like reclaimed quote I'm making air quotes reclaimed wood look, you know of. um like the rustic barnwood look and how mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, becoming a, like trendy. And we've discussed this before pot. you mentioned it, Phil specifically about how now the retailers are starting to make stuff that looks like that, you know? And so then it's like, well, is that the end of that? If it becomes a trend, does that mean it's the end is going to go away? What's next? Cause I don't want it just because people don't want something that looks like reclaimed wood. You know, if that, if they're not buying that anymore, it doesn't mean I'm going to start buying new wood. Like I'm in it for a, a whole different reason, mm-hmm. you know? So I was starting to think, well, and this is not a new thought. It's not like I just, like, oh, my God, Saturday. I started thinking about it. It's something I haven't been thinking about for, you know, a year or two. Um, like, well, what's next? What are we going to do next? And so I'll start it off with saying that, you know, personally, my one of my goals is to find ways to really refine the wood so you don't know it's necessarily reclaimed, so it doesn't necessarily look reclaimed. Um, obviously, if there's a nail hole, there's a nail hole. But just that, like, taking it, you know, through the planer a couple more times or whatever and, and doing that. That's one thing, like, of not not, not using the, the word reclaimed as part of the marketing of the product that you're making. Well,
2: it's, that would be um, more the milling process, right? Just refining the milling process.
1: Yeah. Get, not, like, I, you know, I, the first half dozen years of, or whatever I was doing this, it was all about, like, saving the distress you know right. and pre- and preserving it and and highlighting the distress and now maybe it's like getting rid of it like then lose mm-hmm. a quarter inch of wood to save the other 2 inches
2: you know It's and I, I think a lot of people they don't know that either that reclaim doesn't mean it has to be distressed reclaim means you're you're using something you're you're giving something new life so right yeah right. if you if you refine that milling process to make it look like brand new wood that's it, that's probably the best use that you can do
1: Yeah that's-
0: that's been my approach is is with reclaimed is to try to separate it from rustic and I think mm. that's where there's the overlap people think oh reclaimed oh it must be rustic
1: uh, or no, industrial no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah industrial
2: like, you know, rustic um, uh, country, distressed yeah, yeah. distressed all the, all those cliche terms is wrapped up in reclaimed and yeah. it's really not what's I agree it's about.
0: I personally yeah. I'm like I'm like done with rustic like I, I really for me the next cuz I think Rustic has been so popular because it's so forgiving when it comes to making, yeah. making items yeah. with it. Because it's like, oh, it's Rustic. It's okay. It doesn't need to be square. Oh, it's Rustic. It doesn't need to have perfect joinery. But on my personal journey through woodworking and making, I want to get better and I don't want to have to hide behind the moniker of Rustic. I, I want to be transparent enough that my stuff has to be better. My skills have to be better. And so I'm moving through into whatever the next look is for me personally and uh and that means better joinery that means better milling that means square stock all that stuff
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what else tim you got you know the refining the milling process well there's 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 the one side of it
1: and then the other side of it is the materials that we're actually reclaiming um you know there's certain materials are more valuable right like Barnwood is a, is a very expensive commodity in, in some worlds. You know, pallet wood. And it's like they're even starting to sell pallets at, you know, box stores and stuff now. So what are some of the other materials <laughs> that – which is I know I still think is really – It's
0: hysterical. They, they, they must there's have a, a whole bunch of pallets on a pallet.
1: Yeah. Dri- drive around back and there's uh, like hundreds of them for free.
2: <laughs> yeah. Makes um, sense. Well, no, they don't give them away there. but, but so, um, so like what's the next big thing as far as like what material will people start – yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, again, I don't have an answer, but I'm just like, well, you know, are there there's materials like plywood? Plywood is notoriously horrible to try and reclaim. You know, how do we how do we reclaim plywood? Like that's like I'm am ma- thinking about that right now because I'm making these this uh, this pinball desk I mentioned. I'm starting. Uh, what I'm the the main feature of this besides having the, the play field and the top and the and the glass is um I'm going I'm not just taking the pinball case and cutting it into the shape of the desk. I'm actually building a new case. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to build it out of all uh, pinball machine parts that I have laying around. Kind of like, did you see the, a few months ago, or maybe only a month ago, Paul Jackman did that, um, that chest of drawers. It was like a mm-hmm. bureau where he put all the right, work right. together. I'm going to do that with pinball. So it's going to be all these different colors and, you know. Cool. And kind of a nope. thing like, uh, so there's really like, a, like
2: a material that would be thrown away, like plywood. Yeah. Right, but uh, expand on that a little bit because plywood is not horrible to reclaim. Plywood is hard to find that's in decent shape. It's horrible most to reclaim often-
1: what it's have you tried reclaiming it it's never like because it's always glued and then the plies come apart and, well you know, yes i have
2: and one a source yeah. that you can get plywood from is if you're uh if you can find somebody that's doing a remodel doing any kind of construction and there's plywood in this in the subfloors or anything like that you go in first because usually what they do is they rip it out so yeah. that's why to me it's horrible because you can never find more than like a two foot piece of it yeah. that's any decent mm-hmm. shape because they're ripping it out with pry bars and everything else if you can go in beforehand and that's one way to reclaim some plywood is you can go in beforehand use a circular saw and actually cut it out tear out some big pieces for them it takes away some of the demolition that they have to do it gives you some actual material so you know, it's a, kind of a win-win but that's that's tough to do drive around look for somebody a yeah. remodel you know right,
1: hey you mind if i slow your job down for an hour while i cut your you know that's
2: <laughs> it is and uh, because <laughs> well you do it, what it you do it it'd be on your dime so you'd have to do it when they're yeah. not working yeah. exactly and you know and that's the the plywood's the first thing to get ripped out usually right I yeah that's, that's what I'm saying you know. it it just depends upon the process but yeah, yeah. plywood is not make so connection. horrible to reclaim it's horrible to find it it's, you know. it's horrible to find
1: it in condition worth
2: using correct as, uh, as, yeah. I guess and you're never gonna
0: get say. really more than than construction grade plywood anyway it's not like you're gonna find. Unless you're taking apart cabinets that were made with or Baltic pinball birch, yeah. or I guess, fine. Or, like, a lot of people reclaim skateboard decks.
1: Yep. Which is beautiful plywood. That's the high-quality stuff. You know.
2: Cap- cabinetry is what I was going to say next, because now you're getting into the yeah. thicker stuff. That's actually got one side as a veneer, usually, if not both. Um, so uh, cabinet shops, maybe. Or, or even you've... How many cabinets did you find to, to do your shop with, you know, that you actually just reclaimed the whole thing? Half
1: of them are uh, MDF or yeah. particle board. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. You know, and then some of them, and I've used a lot of the plywood from some of the ones that I didn't use, that were, but I've broken apart and stuff. There's a lot of it. They were really, like, poorly made ones, so it was only, like, eighth inch on the sides. And they're the type of cabinets that you could just kind of kick, and they would just, you know, fall mm-hmm. apart. But, um, but yeah, no, I've, I use that plywood a lot. It's nice and smooth, you know. <laughs> and you and it's cool in the CNC, like, to get into, like, again, maybe that's another thing we could talk about the future is you know using the technology in it but if you take a piece of pre-finished plywood like from the side or back of a cabinet and you plop in your CNC machine now you don't have to worry about infilling paint to get the, the contrast and stuff you just take the, the yeah. finish off and you have the raw color inside it looks really right. cool you know mm-hmm. do a lot with that um, and then uh, well uh, I mean th- those are my ideas how about you guys like I have one other one but I want to kind of get from your perspective you know bill you've been doing this since before there was a word for it uh, you know in you're very into your guitars right now and stuff um, what's what's next for you I mean I know you I don't think you can see beyond that but because actually
2: about. I can't here's something I've uh, I thought a lot about and I've noticed that it's oh stop you laughing at me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you can't see the
0: future actually I can Tim.
2: Okay, well, it's not that I can see the future. What I'm saying is is I do see something that I would like to try. The next big thing for me would be when I retire, when I own my own property, and I've seen a lot of guys that are doing this now, it seems to be the next big thing is people are getting their own mills. They're either building their own uh, sawmills or they're getting the chainsaw mill. Mm-hmm. So that would be the ultimate thing. If you have enough room to actually – you have to have some land, though. You can't – my rental house ain't going to allow me to do that. Alaskan I just don't have mill? the room. Alaskan mill chainsaw mills uh, Matt Cremona built a a serious no screwing around mill I mean he built it now he's selling the plans to build yours too so maybe that would be the thing for me is to actually be able to urban mine the actual lumber and then Mm -hmm. mill it myself. I I think that's that's the ultimate in recycling right there. When you when you're taking all the trees that are being cut down by a city or the forestry department or something like that, and you can actually haul the logs off, you know, the actual trees and then mill that stuff down, that is absolute reclaiming in my book.
1: Yeah, there's it's the same, definitely the same idea. And I've had people several times, many times, like, hey, you want this tree? You want this tree? It's like, yeah, I'd love to have that tree, but I don't have a mill or four years you know, to to wait for it to dry. You know, like, I'm just not in that position, you know. I've had smaller pieces I take and this and that, but I can't get any eight-foot logs dropped off at my... I don't have the truck to pick it up. You know what I mean? It's like, it's... It's, well uh, that's it's, I, I
2: think I think that could be the next big thing though more and more people are making YouTube videos about it maybe yeah. not the next big thing but in my world it would be because you've got that big you, 2500 now that big three quarter yeah. ton truck you can no, get got no, a big truck and tow behind well that's what yeah, Cremona yeah. does he's got a trailer that he built a swing yeah. arm for it that actually lifts the logs yeah. up on the trailer. now Matt Cremona weighs all of about 90 pounds so the what? fact that he can t- yeah the fact yeah. that he can take these gigantic I mean 3,000 pound log and throw it on the back of a trailer then take it home and mill it by himself he does this by himself
0: yeah it's well I was awesome. saying you
1: could put the you, they make a mill that goes on a trailer so you could bring the the yeah. mill to the site and oh yeah like yeah you, you know someone gets a tree cut down you can, and there's people that do this in my area it's like a service it's like hey yeah, you know I, I
2: I'll,
1: I'll I'll mill your tree for you and you know for x amount of dollars or right. for free if I can take half of it you know and stuff like that
2: and like you said, though, yeah. you do have to have the time to, to start that drying process. So it's, it's that, you know, like uh, restocking the milk, you know, you have to give yeah. it. Now Now I'm at a point where, okay, I can start pulling these and I'm replacing it with that. And you get that right. It takes a few space. years to get started. Yeah, yeah. it takes, yeah. It takes yeah. a two lot years, of a room. Two years most. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Unless it's, you can find it, the old dead wood that's been lying on the ground for a long time, then that solves that time drying or problem.
0: Or unless you pay to have it kiln dried or build a solar kiln.
2: Yeah, it Which still takes time, hard. though.
0: No, yeah. the solar kiln is still is it's not Speed hard. Speed it up. Yeah,
2: yeah, it'll, it'll that's cut a year. And half maybe. That's a yeah. year. That's still a year yeah. at least. Anyway, now that we're talking again about something we really don't know, but that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, urban milling, doing your own. I think that might be the next big thing, at least for me. If I if I can buy a house, retire, have that process.
1: I have a I have a job coming up. Uh, I actually have the deposit check, but I just can't cash it yet. <laughs> so, um, uh, to do uh, some live edge tabletops, and there's a. I think I might to mention on the podcast a few weeks ago. It's a uh, city bench in, um, out of New Haven area, Connecticut. And that's exactly what they do is they take down these trees that that are in the cities and stuff. That's their whole business. And they make some furniture and stuff too. Very talented woodworkers mm. themselves. But they have, they've been doing it for so long and they have so many of these trees they just sell them now to guys like me and... Amazing. And they're already dry, so which is nice, you know. Red
2: Redwood's really easy to get uh, here, and not too far from where not I'm here. at. Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah. but not too yeah. far from where I'm at. There's a place that's uh, a couple hours away, kind of towards Peter Brown. Um, there's a, a small company that they basically do the same thing. They'll either take trees that have to be removed from somebody's property just for whatever reason, or they'll mm-hmm. take fallen trees and they mill it. And now it, they've been around for so long that you can actually go buy these big old live wood redwood slabs that are reclaimed. They're not just, you know, forested or whatever. Hmm. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with forestry if it's done uh responsibly, but but it's nice to know well, I, think, that, I know. think for the
1: most part it is. Now it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now yeah. there's no clear cut. I don't even know if Yeah. That that's an old thing on Discovery Channel I think, clear cutting, right? That doesn't exist. Well anymore. it's
0: also a thing in other parts of the world.
1: Yeah. It's well it's the the problem is when it's um when you're buying it's it's well it's the rare exotics like the whole thing i'm trying to fight with my guitars it's the um it's the african woods and the woods in these other countries where there are these banana republics basically that that build up around the industry of the of the resources that are there that are valuable to the to the west to us you know Mm -hmm. and then there's the exploitation and the deforestation and the destruction that goes along with it to satisfy our appetites um you know and so we need or our perceived appetites
2: is that the the appetites fed to us is that getting better at all
0: Yes and no. Well, I'm sure we're, they- we're talking mostly about sort of the Amazon, right? So the yeah,
1: those kinds in of- Africa.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm saying, I mean, I know this has been a thing for a while, and I'm just not kept up with it. But I would no. think that again it's, now, as things are getting better, just like poaching is a horrible thing, but it's not anywhere near what it used to be. Right. So we are fighting that as a decent, thinking human, sentient beings on the planet.
0: To my understanding, the Brazilian government has cracked down a lot, mm. but it's hard to police. So yeah,
1: because it's on the middle of nowhere, like literally, that's where they're doing it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and they can't. And the Amazon's so big, you can't be flying over every day to see where there's a new hole. Right. Like you just, you so know, it's 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 difficult. Yeah. And as long as there's people buying it, there's going to be people doing it illegally, just like rhino horns and elephant tusks and all that stuff. Right. Know? As long as there's people buying it, there's going to be people doing it.
0: Guys, rhino tusks um. don't work. <laughs>
1: that's oh. how, I <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> how I know?
2: Don't work. I for didn't hear what? what?
1: I heard about a guy for what this intended use is, I heard about a guy that's actually farming uh, rhinos now because he's like, you know what? People are gonna poach them anyway. So he has a farm, and he's and he discovered that you can cut them off. Uh, it doesn't hurt them, and they grow back. So you don't have to kill the whole rhino to get rhino tusk. So there's actually like this one quote <laughs> ethical rhino tusk <laughs> like outfit out there. I'm just like, nope. Still don't think so (laughs) I'm a
2: tusk farmer I'm
1: a
0: tusk farmer If there's a way to make money Human beings will do it
1: Yes
2: (laughs) So Now Saying that I have to take a real quick break For a quick joke by Ron White I just heard it He said Oh man There's in my town I heard this idiot kid He got decapitated He's all It's not how you would think he was supposedly he was riding on a train, right? The first thought is like he stood up and got his head chopped off, right, on top of the back of a train or something. But what happened was he got off of a train and his hat fell off, and so he jumped down on the tracks to go get his hat. Well, ironically, he doesn't need it now. That's that's the punchline. Yeah.
1: Or you, or you could look at it that his head and his hat are
2: reunited,
0: <laughs> and it feels so good.
2: <laughs> apparently I'm another not as good as Ron White so, another right. fantastic Kenny Rogers same, song
0: you don't have his same voice yeah. true
2: and the timing because he he particularly I've heard him talk before he's, his timing is he does it slow because he's been doing comedy for a, a thousand years Yeah, uh, so he's got his timing is very slow he takes his time telling a yeah. story and I know that we're regulated by time and then you two start giving me that eyebrow so it came out too fast and, you know it happens
0: Listen, don't blame you're coming out too fast on us. Okay, that's just that's your problem. Bill,
2: I know a guy that, that's
1: farming rhino tusk ethically. So. <laughs> I'll get you the information. Anyways, Whoa.
0: my thoughts on the next big thing are are probably um, the styles are going to change as far as woodworking. I think. As I mentioned earlier, my personal journey is going to go in a different direction. And I think a lot of people's journey is going to go into that direction. Only because I think a lot of us start out with reclaimed or actual construction grade material. It's so easy to get pallets and pallet wood and all that stuff. But that's the least forgiving material to work with once you're doing something that needs to actually fit properly and to be square and to not move after you mill it. So I think people are going to be on the lookout for more of the items that are going to uh, are going to wear better, like hardwoods, and 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 I think you're going to have a big surge in purchases from things like the restore and you know personal networks that pop up. Of you know, if you're going to throw that out, I'll take it. If you're going to throw anything I made out of wood, you let me know. I'm going to come and take it. That kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think just the interest alone. Uh, Individually, the mystique of woodworking is now starting to disappear. People are feeling much more comfortable. The information, the accessibility to learn how to do better woodworking is out there. So people, um, whereas before woodworking used to be like a club. You know, these mm-hmm. guys, the, the some some of it used to be, at least in my experience, these old boys weren't sharing their secrets. You had to you had to pay the price, and you had to do all this stuff, and forever, never, and never. And, and now you've got guys like Spagnolo that have been out there for a long time literally clearing a path for the way it's like no you really can be, become a woodworker an actual quality hundred percent making doing the real deal woodworking and that information is out there more than it's ever been so I I think people getting into actual woodworking as opposed to the rustic reclaim whatever you know the, the mm-hmm. easier tolerances I think before that used to be a little more prevalent because the average guy is like well I can't afford to take these, you know, college courses to learn how to be a woodworker, and I don't want to spend ten years sweeping up a shop floor. Mm-hmm. So I can, but I can, I can screw together some pallet wood. Where now it's like, you know, what that information is out there. We want you to the maker community has really invited anybody that wants to learn. The information is there for you. It's accessible.
0: Yeah. Well, everything I've learned, I've learned from you too.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, and,
0: and not to say that I'm, uh, you know, anything crazy, but all to say I, I've gathered a good body of knowledge at this point i've been watching these videos for five years making for five years in a way that is more than just screwing two things together Correct. so and it's it's been youtube university
1: and, what, and what's cool about it is is that there's besides the the personal goal of trying to get better at your craft and make new and exciting things that we're all you know on our, our journeys and then there's the people that are sharing them and then they're sharing their own like weird, wacky directions and interests that, you know, like Cammy, I think at Cammy's Garage, this guy, he's just he just wants to take any piece of wood he can and turn it in the most bizarre way on a lathe to get these, like, amazing shapes. Like, I don't think that way. And, mm-hmm. I, and right. I see that stuff, and it makes me go, like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, I don't know how I'm going to use it yet, but now I've seen it. Or, like, mm-hmm. Paul Jackman, who loves to just take, uh, like, large pieces of wood and make them very, very, very small and then make them very large again. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, like, like it's just like this, like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, if you, if you look at it like pixels, so the, all these, everybody's journeys and, yeah, and stuff, and they're all sharing and they're
0: all,
1: Yeah, and they're all... Uh, they're all sort of like, you know, like pushing envelopes in their own different directions. And we get to just absorb that and, and take it to our own way. So I, I see that as being this like, like well, where, where can it go? It's, you know, what are you into? Um, I think it's, it's endless. More it artistry. Like,
2: it's, it's, it mm. seems like artistry and creativity are exponentially growing like technology. P- the innovation people are coming up with because of the accessibility to learn. The, the big, scary machines of the past are not big and scary now because of all the information that's out there. So this innovation, some of these guys are coming up with, they're taking the same tool I've been using for 30 years and the same piece of wood that I can find anywhere, and they're doing things with it that I never in my life would have thought of. Like you yeah, said, Cammy, yeah. he's doing that. Paul Jackman, the same thing. That, that That making a live edge out of pallet wood, just that sentence alone, Blows you away, and then to see how yeah, he it's did just like,
1: it, yeah. It's I just think, like I mean, mean, I mean, I don't want to give Paul too much credit. It's 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 neither. pretty pointless, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a cool idea. You know what I mean? It's well, like it's just like an amazing art, artist. Art, well, not amazing. Okay, it's a half halfway decent idea. He's okay. His head's his head's busting through his headphones right now.
2: Just just the innovation alone of what people are doing. Um Spagnolo again to bring him up. He wasn't the first guy to, to use a combination of power tools and hand tools. Hybrid woodworking is not his invention. But it's his mm-hmm. invention to invent the extent. concept of sharing it with people. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I can teach you mm-hmm. how to uh, how to do this. It's affordable. And if you're really interested, I can actually show you the the, the bone-down details in it. You know what I mean? That was never offered before. Again, the, the price you had to pay to, to learn these kinds of skills and to become innovative, you were just happy to learn how to make a real... Desk Right. With dovetails and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That was it. No innovation involved at all. You were just happy to be able to have those skills. Well, now they're taking these skills and these ideas to a different level. It's awesome.
1: And there's there's two like as far as YouTube goes, because we're talking about YouTube University here. There's like sort of two directions that I see it go. Um, One is uh, the innovation of the idea. And the other is the innovation of the filmmaking. And some people are like, again, we'll mention Paul, like are really pushing that, which I think is cool and stuff. But for me, what I get really excited about is that stuff like where that just that idea is is so, you know, like revolutionary or like to me at least, because I just wasn't thinking anything about it and then bringing it into my own world. And now you couple that with technology once, uh, with technology becoming more and more accessible, the CNC and everything. And now it just becomes like the sky's the limit. So you can take these, these ideas and these shapes and you can add the perfection of of uh, cnc technology to it i mean it's really exciting
0: so uh, exactly on the on the train of thought that you're that you're riding there frank howarth right yeah. so so yeah, this yeah, yeah. guy between the idea and the filmmaking and the technology that he's using he's the trifecta of everything that you're talking about and he has in the past worked with a lot
1: of reclaim so in, um, in the old I, school this the old school skills too in the old school oh, tools. Yeah. Coupled with state-of-the-art CNC router parts machine.
2: I want to say Frank Howarth is equivalent to me. <laughs> You're welcome. Frank Howarth is the equivalent to me of the Francis Ford Coppola of of modern technology, right, as far as, like, social media. And I think less less YouTube university as it is social media university because you can look at Pinterest, you can look at Instagram, you can see what people are sharing on Facebook. Yeah, YouTube was kind of the the most popular make a video platform, but it's, it's the social networking, the social media outlets that we're learning from. That's how I see it. Yeah,
0: definitely.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, the one, one other thing, um, I was thinking about, you know, I've been making guitars because that's like, we're talking about everybody's got their own weird direction. They're going whatever mine is going backwards in some ways for me, but it's also going forwards. It's going backwards to what got me interested in woodworking in the first place and making instruments. But it's going forward and just like pushing the envelope and materials with them, but also pushing myself to be better. And like I was saying about not looking reclaimed, but the other thing that I don't know if it was a conscious decision, but like that I've noticed lately is that maybe in, in my objective of uh, persuading people to think more eco-consciously and, and, you know, and and about materials differently. I, I feel like the, the guitar making makes perfect sense. Like, you know, in hindsight for that would be where I am now versus, you know making dining tables for rich people that are trendy you know what i mean like where it's like oh hey it's like oh i, I bought this dining table that's reclaimed because it's trendy like but now they're not that's it that's the end of the story There. maybe their, their friends come over and they have dinner like oh i love this table yeah it's reclaimed great that's the end but now you you, you put if you make something that then continues to contribute that continues to contribute art like an instrument or like paint a paintbrush or whatever you know i feel like there's that potential like to go out and you make this guitar. That's just like, yeah, here it is. Like, and, and then that person's out playing music on it and sharing their mm-hmm. – I feel like it's a larger audience. And I,
2: is a I, I'll be honest it. with you. What I see you doing with your guitars, I'm not talking about my cigar box guitars at all. It's you. What I see you doing as far as the next big thing, how many people do you know that were young artists, young musicians, that saved up, did crappy jobs for a long time to buy a quality guitar, right? And they spent yeah. a couple yeah. grand easy – well, you're actually trying to provide people who are struggling to make music and become a musician. You're providing with them a much more affordable option. There's so many win wins in that.
1: Not that well. Much much I mean, you can you can go out and buy a decent guitar for half the price of what what I'm selling mine for. You can go out and get a decent guitar for 300 bucks if you know what you're looking for. But if you're in the market for a $300 guitar, you don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> you
2: no, know? that's what I'm saying. It's like how many people yeah. – did, did you ever save up to buy like an expensive guitar? I've seen guitars – I'm still saving up. <laughs> right. I mean there's some that out there that are costing that, – that do the same thing that yours do unless I'm wrong because I'm not a musician. But I would put your guitars up next to a three dollars $4,000 guitar pretty easily. Are you asking yeah, three dollars or $4,000 for your guitars because they have a well, brand name to them?
1: That's part of it. I mean, part of it is like um, there is the aspect of like, like take a Ferrari, right? Like I, you know, a Volvo wagon versus a Ferrari. They're both cars. They're both going to get you from point A to point B. They're both going to do it in relative comfort and luxury um, compared to my truck. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but there's a difference between a Ferrari and a Volvo. And Now, I'm not saying I'm making Volvos, and I'm not saying I'm making Ferraris. And the four thousand dollar guitars is necessarily a Ferrari, but in the hands of the skilled driver, there's a, there's differences. You know, what what I'm making are and, but also, most people shouldn't have and don't need a Ferrari for what they're doing. Um, so why spend Ferrari prices when you can just get a Volvo and, and get to the grocery store and back without all the, you know. Um, th- those, those guitars are Ferraris, and they require more finesse, and they require more, you know, they can do more, and this and that, and the other thing. Some of them aren't Ferraris, either. Some of them just have a Ferrari sticker on them.
2: You right, know? but there's a um, lot of so, guitars out there that are the Yaris, of, of guitars, yeah, yeah. and those and are the three to four, five hundred dollar guitars you're talking about that you can get. I can buy a, I can, I yeah. can't believe I can exactly. buy for 149 dollars. I can get an electric guitar, an amp, and all the stuff that goes with it on eBay for 149 bucks plus shipping. That's yeah, and and I'm trying to sell cigar box guitars from and you know
1: and Keith, and Keith Richards could kill a room with that. Like he right. could he could own the place with that guitar. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, you know, mine is definitely more of a niche market. Um, but it's also like uh, really, I have to because I could very easily, you know, put a, a beret on instead of a bandana and try and make $4,000 guitars and spend months on one guitar. And,
0: Please put on a beret. And, and,
1: and, and, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Please, Please put on put a beret. Please put on a beret. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, but, but I don't, don't want to do that. I want to get them into the hands of working class musicians.
2: Right, is yeah. the next big thing the artists making the tools that the artists use to make the music, to make the art that the artists can use to make that, more tools to make that? That, that could you know never what I'm be
0: the next big thing, but it certainly could be a thing.
2: Why can't it be the next big thing? For Tim, it <laughs> could be the next big thing. Maybe not. See, so you're thinking in your world. You're thinking. in Everybody providing. can't make
1: paintbrushes, and nobody paints with them.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> someone has to be the painter too. I don't want to be. The, I used to be the painter, but I'm more interested in making the brush now.
2: You know, right? That's that's what I'm saying. You're feeding. You're like yeah. you're plugging into a. Uh, I don't know a self revolve. What do you? What am I trying to say? It's self feeding. Almost like uh, what? What? What is the uh, self cold prophecy. fusion? Right. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah, the, it's a the chain solar reaction. panel that makes its own reaction. That's actually, you know, your your self-sustaining. The swallow the fly, it's robots <laughs> that make
0: robots.
1: Well,
0: you know what it? I think yeah. that really the next big thing is Tim, and I think and and, and Bill as well. I, mean, I think not only is it making the object, but it's then the object that tells the story that sort of carries on the legacy. So you got a table made by some guy in Connecticut, and this is your dining room table. Then you have guests over for this uh, for a dinner party and now this table is there and and somehow we have to get it to mit- to tell the story without the person necessarily knowing it so, so I think sort oh, of so I,
1: that's why I was making videos but that's a cop out
0: right that's well, not a cop out but it's a great start yeah. but I think these yeah. items so for example uh, you had made me a pen one time mm-hmm. um, out of the Ernestina wood and every time I, you I you go to a business what
1: I gave you one of those
0: yeah well, I took it, whatever. Oh. You I was to looking for are, you,
2: are you missing one of those? That's yeah. the question. Took it right out of my pocket.
0: Yeah. I have it, you don't. That's the bottom line. But uh, <laughs> every time I go into a business meeting and I need a pen, I pull that out and I always tell that story and that always gets a, wow, that's really cool. Like, it's a story, it creates a memory and then that in turn, what are you doing, Bill?
2: Why, is it making noise? Yep. Yep. Oh. Sure is. <laughs> I'll stop. I'm Thank sorry. You.
0: Great. So you know, the, and those those memories sort of just create uh, a bond. So now every time mm-hmm. I see this person again, because you in, invariably do whenever you're in a business relationship, it's if I'm going to see a buyer, then I, I've got to do something memorable, you know, so that she or he remembers me the next time well, I a, see them. You know, It's a
1: great way to create a. It it lifts you up as much if not more than. Yeah. the object or the story. Like, you become... Now you're carrying that story, so now you're the guy that saved the boat, in a way.
0: Well, it, it's a great introduction I'm not saying for that me it's to cut, talk about but some of the other stuff that I do as well. This is my friend. He made this, and then I... But I also do this. And you just become a more interesting person, you know, in this in this conversation.
1: You know, that's exactly what I want to do with the guitars, and that's making me now think like I'm like kind of like pens, you know, like... Like, I don't really want to make pens, but, like, the value... Like, for, for 20 bucks... Like everybody can have that opportunity. A guitar I can't make for twenty bucks, you know what I mean? So that's made me think like I need to find something for twenty bucks that's not a pen. That, that everybody can carry with them, you know. And, I, and do I don't know if
2: price has to be it for, the, for this community to keep growing and expanding. Mm-hmm. Jimmy answered a question. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was the Maker's Monday interview, something. He said, what is your favorite tool? And he says, right now, my favorite tool is the Bridgeport Mill because I can make a Bridgeport Mill with this Bridgeport Mill.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? I mean, he's like, there's yeah. so much I can do with this that allows me to do other things. So... Again, it's self-perpetuating. It's it's this community t- reclaiming, recycling what we do. I think the next big thing is this to keep growing. That's that's the next well, it's, big it's thing. It's
0: for this to become mainstream, right? I mean, it, yeah, it, it's yes. well, the, the recad- yes, the
2: that exactly. That's you, you just alliterated what I tried to vocalize. Yeah, and you know
1: the whole the maker <laughs> movement
2: vocalized the
1: the maker movement has become mainstream and we need to continue to be star wars to to push the reclaimed part of
2: that to keep that right well that's what i'm saying that's what the next we don't have to cut down every
1: birch tree in russia to fire up our cnc machines like there's all these other options like
2: is now you two might know this more than me is technology getting to a point now where it's reclaimable so in other words computer parts and all these kits and things that you can make technology, are there ways to start recycling some of these chips and boards and circuits and whatnots to Sometimes actually you create can, new in artsy, things? In artsy
1: ways, absolutely. A lot of people do like circuit bending and
2: no, stuff. No, I mean to actually make technology. Mm-hmm. Usable you technology even if it's simpler. Like, you know take a dining table and you, you break it down to where you end up making a whiskey box out of it but you've still done something can we now there, take
0: there are certain parts you can reclaim so you can reclaim diodes resistors capacitors
2: servo ele- motors all, all kinds yeah, of stuff electronic well, hardware, components yeah. but you can't right, that's what look, I'm talking about not the software
0: you can reclaim sometimes there are certain chips like EPROMs, which are uh, and you can electronically erase them and then you can rewrite them or you can remove the sticker and you shine UV and it wipes it um but for the most part, you're not going I mean, to be able to reclaim, like, a, you know, a, a 386 no, or a 486 what, what computer.
2: I, what I'm saying is is that right now what's becoming um, uh, quite popular, especially through Make Magazine, you're seeing all these simple electronic devices that kids can make, right? Mm-hmm. They get a little electric motor, a 9-volt battery, yeah. Uh, yeah. Raspberry Pi, and you plug these things together, and now you're flipping over switches and a light comes on mm-hmm. and it moves. Can you make, instead of... Instead of uh, manufacturing that stuff new can those types of things be reclaimed now
0: yeah i mean look uh my son has a bunch of rc cars right some of them are broken there's no reason why i can't take the wheels and the motor out of that and then hook up an h bridge to it and then you know a a raspberry pi and and teach him how to make robotics
2: right that's what i'm saying that could be one of the next big things is maybe we can i don't know about us but maybe somebody will start wanting to reclaim that so you can you can take people are taking skateboards or making guitars and whatnots right take a bunch of electronic toys and parts and stuff like that and make new kits and toys that can then go to teach kids about electronics. Super doable. I'm
1: I'm sure there are people doing it like like Jeremy Fielding comes to mind on YouTube. He's you know the guy that takes yeah, take takes vacuum cleaners and makes band saws. And and, them into yeah. yeah, right, right, right. yeah. Um, like him, like guys talking. like him that understands electronics. Like that's you just know what not he did. Me. He
0: this is a good one because we're talking about kids. He hooked up the kids' Xbox and TV or whatever to a a was it a, a stationary bike? So the kids have to bike for <laughs> one has to bike so that the other can play. And the instant the RPMs yeah. drop, the power goes out to the TV and the Xbox. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so
0: his kids ain't getting fat. That's the bottom line.
2: I, I'm just seeing, or I'm seeing video games. S- yeah, s- simpler kits that are made for whether it's adults or children. The components in it, even I can understand. And those components should be able to be harvested from used things. Little electric motors, little yeah, there's, chip um, boards, little, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Van- Vance has a set um, that are kind of like, they're like um, snaps, like you would have on a jacket. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a positive and negative, And there's always... And he can snap these kits together. Then there's also ones that are – and it makes little electronic circuits and lights and buzzers and stuff. There's also ones that are a little more complicated that are um, like for like slightly older kids. What are they called? Um, Breadboard kits. Bits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, some, yeah. The tiny bits or something like that they're mm-hmm. called. And uh, and you snap them together and there's like computer fans and buzzers and stuff. And, yeah, that stuff like I was playing with some of that stuff at like a, a kind of like, you know, Steam thing with him. And uh, I was like, that was a whole thing. Because that's what I think about everything. I was like, I could probably make that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's my whole life. I, got, I bet you I could make that. Yeah. And, uh, and I was thinking about that, that it'd be cool to just make these, take these components that are all work on nine volts, you know what I mean? And just the, the connect them I, to positive and negative.
2: The reason I say this is I just found uh, somebody at the airport, lucky us, um, threw away the carcass or just the housing of a, of a desktop computer right Mm -hmm. so it's this one and it looks like i think it's an alienware one now there's no real electronics in it but it's got three fans three fans it's got a bunch of led lights a couple of switches some wires you know so i grabbed it of course but i'm thinking that's where maybe there could be an industry or some money to be made there (laughs) in reclaiming like we're trying to do Without too much labor, because obviously you don't want to collect and try and resell LED lights, right? Because it would take you five hours to, to, to get a hundred of them. Profit but by. you can also buy a hundred of them for five bucks. So, yep. And People do I mean, reclaim
0: electronics, but stuff. mostly
1: for the gold.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gets recycled,
1: yeah. not reclaimed. You
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. That's recycled, not reclaimed. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm thinking of the reclaim part of it. It's like, okay, now I've got a stockpile of all these little fan motors of these of di- uh, uh, LED lights of uh, buttons of switches of wiring and I can put a kit together, put it in a fancy box that I reclaimed and sell it to a kid so he can plug together and make a little electric nine volt car.
0: Make a quadcopter. Okay, I think this is where we have to leave this topic yeah, although to it is it super exciting, especially the last little tangent that we got on there. Um, <laughs> well, and
1: I would love to hear some feedback and maybe'll we'll, I mean Phil, I know you don't want to listen, but if you want to share some feedback with yeah. us on Twitter and whatnot at reclaimed audio, um, then maybe maybe we'll continue this conversation in a
2: future episode. Yeah. I'm when, sure there's still a lot more to say. And we can and see if, if any of us were right. Yeah, if anybody's made anything or, or is, has made it in future th- times. That's right. If anybody's made anything along the lines that we've been saying might be the next big thing, if you've already done that, send us a picture of it. That would be cool.
1: I know at least one of you is like an electronics whiz and you have a bunch of robots made out of broken computers. We yeah. want to see it.
2: Yes. Uh,
0: iTunes review review Tim this is you whose turn is it you
1: it's me yeah I, I went last so
2: whoever's next
1: it's Tim uh, I believe it's me so I actually have the window open here and I'm just gonna do the old close my eyes and scroll huh. uh, and I'll stop here because it says great show with five stars and it's <laughs> by <laughs> this is totally <laughs> random <laughs> I mean I didn't you know just it's um it's by I haven't even read this yet so for all I know I'm gonna start reading it and have to edit myself but it says it's by Tanker Husen tanker h-o-o-s-e-n from January of 2016 I listen to a variety of woodworking and maker podcasts I greatly enjoy this one because it gives me a different perspective as I take on projects haven't missed a week yet that's um good because that's, that's our goal January 2016 oh. yeah. so two years ago I wonder if he's so missed so any yet yeah oh I'm sure by now um <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we've missed them. <laughs> but uh um, that's exactly what my goal was with this podcast: is to continue to just be that sort of thorn in the side of the maker movement to say, like, oh, why are you buying that new? Is there another option?" You know.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, congratulations, it's
2: not possible, congratulations so. Tim. You've succeeded. I'm being a thorn.
0: Yes. <laughs> the nagging mother of the maker community. <laughs> Did you bring your sweater?
1: It's gonna be cold.
2: Yeah. You're just gonna throw that away, are you? <laughs> I what, thought it was more like kids? I'm cold, put your sweater on.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much the way it Something goes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What um uh, what, what okay. grabbed your attention this week? Let's go uh, with Tim first this time.
1: Okay, still on me. Yeah. Uh by uh I went to the Yale University uh Museum of Art with my family on the weekend. Wow it's, it's, fr- cool. it's free it's free. To and there's like um, there's like Kandinsky's in there and and, and like Van Goghs and Picasso's oh, wow. and like there's like all these like um, you know Monets and like all these like amazing paintings in there uh, and some sculpture and some modern stuff and some like 14th century stuff. I was seeing a lot of Andy Burkey in there. I was like I kept I was doing <laughs> a snap, uh, Instagram story like ooh, Andy look at this Ooh, Andy look at this like all this like Gothic stuff and yeah and um and it was super inspiring. But that is not. <laughs> <laughs> my, my inspiration, my inspiration is my wife for saying, "Hey, why don't we go somewhere like an art museum today?" And uh, my wife is very good at doing something like that to kind of get me out of my my routine and my circle, and uh, and I should listen to her more often, um, you know, to do things like that because it's like so easy, to just like, oh, it's Sunday, I'm tired, it's hot out, You're like I just want to chill out. But then I went there and I just got so filled with with inspiration,
2: yeah. You know? I used to compliment Casey too back when she listened to the podcast. Yeah. No I think my wife still anymore. listens, so this might work. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, like um you know, just like that, you know, and my kids too, for like seeing, you know, through their eyes and stuff and it was uh I wanna go back next weekend. Like I it was just amazing,
0: you know. Nice work, Gwen. Uh Billy G, what uh what grabbed your attention
2: this week? Well mine this is it's not a cop out, I swear to god. Yeah. Um, we go. You Scott my Turner, wife, aren't you? No,
0: <laughs> I also choose Gwen for inspiring me.
2: <laughs> Although we've talked about Scott about as much as we have Gwen, uh, Scott Turner, man. First of all, all props to the guy for his channel is growing. He's he's get, he's getting recognized for the amazing artist and yeah. maker that he is. Um, but he just he has a new way of blowing me away all the time. Either he's just thought of something that I haven't, as far as like, you know, ways to do things, and that's what happened this time. So he made a shoe shine box. Okay, big deal. But he used, uh, not only does he use reclaimed materials, which was awesome, he used wood, he used leather, uh, all pieces and scraps and whatnot. He did some of it by hand, and he did some of it by CNC. And then here's the part that blew me away. Yeah. I have. Like Jimmy, I've I've used my bandsaw to actually carve, to sculpt, right? You know, using the blade backwards. Table saw, when you do cove work on a table saw, using a tool, it ain't supposed to be used that way. But you know what? That's what we do. Over the years, I've done that many times. I use chisels to open up paint cans. Ha ha, yeah. Scott. But he took his CNC and he left it running with a bit in it. And he took the piece and he held it by hand and put it up to the CNC the, the the mill part of it, and actually did some carving by hand. So he was moving, not the CNC. And it was just, I know people must be freaking out at the thought of that, and I'm sure he's going to get some trolls saying, you can't do that when he just did. That's not safe when he didn't get hurt. But I'm just saying, it's like that thinking that, and he took a CNC and he used it. You're not supposed to use a CNC like that. You know what I'm saying? It was, here's a running CNC, and he put his hands... On either side of this box that he made, and he and he carved it out by moving moving the piece of wood around. Anyway, he reversed CNC to CNC. The guy is awesome.
1: If you want to talk about using uh, the you know doing something wrong that's right, like he did everything right about the way he did that wrong. I didn't look at it as like a safety issue at all. Correct,
2: correct, absolutely. So I I I, I encourage people. I encourage yeah. people to watch it. It's the same thing, it's the same kind of scariness that a radial arm saw is. And people have used radial arm saws in, in kind of unique ways. And I've done it before. And I don't I never understood the scariness of a radial arm saw. Every tool has a potential. Just check out Scott, man. It's just it's this thinking outside the box. It's this creativity. It's this art artistry that just in your face right now. Right. It's like check it yeah. out. That inspired the heck out of me. I said, what the what? Now, I, and you know, I've used my CNC
1: machine uh, manually where I've driven it to cut things instead yeah. of programming it and letting it drive. And I think what he did is probably safer than what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, you know, for, for his hands, maybe not, but like for the machine, like what no, I was
2: doing. Was no, no, no. I would say it was way safer than that just from the, the yeah. idea of you being so far away from that bit and you're pushing a, a computer keyboard to make that right. bit dive and the move. disconnect. Boom! It breaks it and it flies off to where he's being careful. He's literally yeah. apart. Anyway, yeah. check out that video. Check out his. And also, com- shine box. computers can fail, like you know. But yeah, right. Anyways, it's yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool how he did it. Love Scott Turner. He's always inspiring me. He's he's absolutely the the down under duresta. I, I, there's there's a blurry line there. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. All right, so we're done.
0: Okay, terrific.
2: Thanks, everybody.
0: This week, uh, what grabbed my attention was a YouTube channel called the Lawn Care Nut, and uh, I normally don't really care that much about lawn care, but um, it's been like, uh, let me just do the math: 110 degrees here for the last week here in Montreal, and uh, and my lawn uh, looks like hay; it doesn't look like grass anymore. And I realized, well, what my wife and I realized was that our uh, our in-ground irrigation sprinkler system clearly is not working. So we brought somebody in, like this, it's 30 years old. It came with the house. So we brought somebody in and he did a whole audit of the system. And as it turns out, uh, well, like most of the heads are broken. So they're just spilling water out. They're not spraying it in any kind of a pattern. So we brought somebody in and and he said, it's going to be a $1,000 to fix this. And we're both kind of like, well, that thousand dollars could go to many different other things that are probably more critical than that. So Everything I started looking. I was like, is you know more what? <laughs> I bet I could fix this myself. So I started watching YouTube videos, and I finally got into this guy. You, uh, it's just the heads that need to be replaced. They're seven bucks a piece. You know, I could fix the whole thing for under a hundred bucks, and uh, and you know, Bob's your uncle. So so I started watching more videos about lawn care, and this guy specifically, the Lawn Care Nut. He is amazing. He's got such an amazing personality, and he loves his lawn so much. You have to watch this guy. I just, I find him amazing. And I think, like, I remember one time David Pachuto said that uh, he draws inspiration from videos that have nothing to do with woodworking, but that are just right. sort of, you know. Mm. So for me, I am definitely drawing inspiration from this guy. His personality is so awesome, and and has nothing to do with woodworking or anything but would be. Terrific in a woodworking video. He's just—he's just a he's clearly super passionate about what he does and very knowledgeable, but presents it in a way that like makes you feel like you're having a—you're being talked to by a friend of yours who just like loves what he's doing, you know. So
2: I, I am so um, glad that you are being inspired to have a better personality. That's awesome. Even better. Even, even better. better Actually, what I'm inspired by seriously by you lately has uh, been all of things these different completely different things and skills that you're learning. It's it's neat to see that, seriously.
0: Yeah, no, I I appreciate you saying that and it is true. I, I've tried to get out of my comfort zone as much as possible and to just save all the money I can.
2: <laughs> well it's it, more than that, it's what I've heard you say a lot lately is like, I can do this and then yeah, you do right, it. And it's right. like so many more people need to say that, you know? Would
1: the would the, the Phil Pinsky that hadn't seen that Jimmy Duresta toolbox video yet say I can do that to all the things you've just done around your house this past six months
0: well probably not but this is sort of yeah, the journey exactly. I'm on Yeah.
2: would yeah. the Phil Pinsky that criticized Jimmy Duresta for not making a make video and doing an everyday carry video have never mind that's just going to get you in trouble
0: that was just you introducing that again
2: into <laughs> mainstream society yeah. yeah.
0: I'm allowed to have one regret in this career and that's, that's that one so far, <laughs> so far,
2: correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a. You, you didn't say me. I love you. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: don't, don't worry, Phil. I take full responsibility for
2: that. As one, well, so. you <laughs> should. As well, that's, you mine. Should. that's mine.
1: That's mine. That's
2: I'm your baby, Tim. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out. WilliamLutz.com, thank you to Jason, Justin, Sparks for that one. TimSway.net, thank you to Jason Payne. NewPerspectivesMusic.com, that's a thing. Thanks. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback uh, by email info at podcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. We should definitely check that out one of these days. Um, On iTunes leave us them reviews on our website, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. There is a link that you can just hit up and that will take you right to being able to leave a review, so I've made it super easy. And who knows, maybe one day you'll have your review read out by one of us. So try to be as clever as possible, just make sure it's a five-star review. On Patreon, patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, with as little as $1 per episode, you get access to the pre-show, which is comedic gold. It's like going backstage with the three of us, so... Who wouldn't want that again that's patreon.com slash reclaimed audio
2: hey real quick uh, we appreciate the feedback and I did get something on Instagram so I just listened to the latest reclaimed audio podcast and you guys talked about whether or not it would be nice to have pallets assembled with screws sure enough on my walk same walk every day I do every day I found these pallets with runners joined with screws and he sent me pictures of it so that's kind of ironic
1: yeah I got those I got those pictures too yeah I, I'm Sweet. waiting for the report after they're taken apart yeah in 10 years <laughs> yeah yeah
2: Okay,
0: cool. All right. right. Is that it? Have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks,
1: everyone. Be good.